0: PS5, PS4, PS3, PS2, PS1, PS...
1: Hello and welcome to the Movie Podcast Review of From Bedrooms to Billions, the PlayStation Revolution. Oh, My name is so Daniel. Intense. This is the Movie Podcast. <laughs> we this is a big topic. We have to be intense about it. Oh, and sure. of course, I I'm, <laughs> I'm joined by that voice that you're hearing, Shabaz. Hello Shabaz. Uh actually, I'm Anthony. Oh wow, changing it up yeah. today. We we switched roles today. Oh, interesting. Freaky Friday. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> and of course, we also have Anthony. Gentlemen, how are we doing
0: today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm I'm excited to talk about the PlayStation and express my love for Sony and the history behind it and really yeah, I'm really interested. I'm really excited to just talk about what this movie is all about. 100%.
2: Shay, how you feeling? I'm feeling great. Um I was actually just playing my PlayStation, so this is very fitting. Oh, where were you playing? I was playing some Ghost of Tsushima. I'm getting oh, closer so and closer. Yes, I'm getting closer and closer towards the end now. Uh, my character is totally badass, and uh, no one's going to mess with them.
1: Do you have a favorite stance in the game?
2: Yeah, I would say it'd probably be stone, because I deal with a lot yeah, more swords sure. people. And then yeah, second yeah. would probably be wind, because of the spear
0: dudes. I'll mm, never get over spear dudes in that game. <laughs> they all have dudes. spears, man, spear dudes yeah. and bow and arrow dudes. I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. But the bow and arrow dudes
2: are luckily really easy. Like it's just like what? Two yeah, you... swings and they're dead.
1: Yes. Yeah. But you could also, def- I just deflect all the arrows now. So it's, yeah, me too. it's great. But Me guys, too. what are we talking about today? We're talking about From Bedrooms to Billions, the PlayStation Revolution uh, witnessed the most significant event in the video game history as world-renowned industry icons, including Hideo Kojima, Mark Cerny, Jim Ryan, and many more, tell the untold story of how the PlayStation revoli- revolutionized video gaming forever. This is a documentary directed by Anthony and Nicola Caulfields. And my oh my, this is probably one of the most in-depth documentaries I've ever watched. Yes. Um, before we get into the documentary and, and discussing our reactions and review it, I want to hear about your backgrounds with PlayStation. So I'm going to kick it over to Anthony to start us off.
0: Um, so PlayStation um, was my first console as a we'll say a young adult. No, what's the, what's the age group on a young adult? They're 12, <laughs> 13, 12, 13. Yeah, so no, I was 10. Yeah. When I, I was 10 when I had my first PlayStation um, or 11. Cause I got mine in 1996. So uh, yeah, it was really my first, like my first personal, uh, this is my game system. Um, growing up, my brother, you know, went to you know got the nintendo and then he got the sega and it was always my brother who was getting these uh consoles and the playstation was really my first console growing up on my own mm-hmm. um so when when the playstation came out and also when n64 came out those were the two like consoles i went to i never went i never owned a super nes um because I guess the history in my household was Nintendo was really for the, you know, the kids and an age group that I wasn't. You were growing or, out of, right? I was growing out of. Um, and it wasn't just that it was the more mature games that were available on other systems that kind of uh, brought me into those, uh, into those air, era- into those consoles. For sure. So yeah, when I went to Sega Genesis, I went to PlayStation and N64. Um, those were the more, more or, sorry, not N- N64, the PlayStation say were the more mature uh, consoles yeah. available. But when I got my PlayStation, I didn't know what I was getting into. I just knew that this was what people were talking about. And yeah, like I remember opening it up, putting my games in there. My favorite game was Metal Gear Solid, which I still play. I talked about it in yeah. the past shows. I was still playing. Metal you were Gear. just playing it too, right? It. And um, Gran Turismo which to this day is still a great looking game yeah, on the PlayStation. And my love for Sony grew from there. I bought my PlayStation 2. My, I had my PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4. Um, and it's just this documentary opened my eyes up to so many things I didn't know about the history of Sony and how they got into video games. And um, yeah, I'm, again, I'm really, really excited to talk about all these cool things.
1: I think you you brought up such a great point there, Anthony, with, uh, you know, as you start to get, uh, you were getting older, you were looking at, you know, I think a bit more mature experiences, right? And that was a big point in this documentary, too. That's how Sega... And Sony were really trying to market, you know, the older kids or the adults mm-hmm. to to get into gaming. Sega does what Nintendo don't. You know what I mean? Like that was yeah. the, that was oh, that yeah. slogan. And we'll talk about that, the 90s marketing. Cause my God, I love, I just watch like sometimes hours of 90s, like commercials and stuff on YouTube. Just because it's so <laughs> interesting to see how edgy and intense marketing campaigns were in the 90s and early 2000s. It's so fun to watch, but um, yeah, Shay, what about you? What, what's your history like with the PlayStation?
2: For sure. So gr- growing up, I was, I was very much a hardcore, uh, Nintendo boy. I had an NES at home with Duck Hunt and I had like 30 games for it. It was, uh, gifted to me by, you know, some, some cousins of mine. So that was always a wicked experience. So after that, I got my N64, uh, and then in 98, I got my Game Boy Color and it was just around the end of, I think, 98 when I got in my like, beginning of 99, when I got, my first playstation it was and not to make it a sad story but it was given to me by um, my uncle who uh, sadly passed away last year and when he gave it to me he gave it to me with about i think three games there was a bug's life i think he gave it to me with and <laughs> uh, then there was tekken 3 and then there's another oh there was sorry gran turismo as well which anthony you're absolutely right when i when they were showing that footage again in the dock, i was like wow this game looks really good still in the <laughs> The way the cars are moving, like the way they're gripping to the road. I was like, this is really ahead of its time. And then the other game was Ace Combat that I had. Um, so Tekken 3 was was my game growing up. And I played the shit out of Tekken 3. I just, I loved fighting games from that point on. And I used my Nintendo for pretty much all my other games. It's it still, the PS1 still felt like that, that, Teenager console, you know there weren't that many kid-friendly games on there. Um, For sure, but I, remember, but I remember like getting my other games on there. Like I got um, when Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone came out, I got that as a game as well. So uh, I, I loved my PS One, and I, I never, I never got the smaller one. I always had the big fatty. And I remember <laughs> like it was like the dumb things. Like I used to love putting CDs in there to listen to music when oh, there's a like hundred CD players in the house. But I was like, wow, this console can do two things. It's it's crazy.
1: It's uh it, it's funny though cuz like with each kind of iteration of PlayStation there was always another component that pulled people into it that wasn't just about gaming. You know, with PS1 you could play CDs on it. PS2 was secretly that DVD, the best DVD player you could buy for the best price. PS3 was the Blu-ray player. So you could you could cuz Sony is a consumer electronic company, you you they're always I think thinking of Experiences that just don't rely on the game, and I think they were so smart to do that to kind of Trojan horse their way into the living room. I, I mean, for myself, um, growing up, I didn't own a PS one, but I played a PS one all the time at my cousin's house, and that's where we would go to play games. And PS two, I mean, there, there, I don't think there's ever a feeling when you're when you're a kid like playing GTA three for the first time or Vice City or San mm-hmm. Andreas, and never whenever you're if you're running people over or shooting something there's something about playing that game where you're just like i feel like i'm going to get in trouble right now for playing this yeah you know what i mean like there was always like that that fear of like oh my god i'm doing something i shouldn't be but i'm having fun and it's like a weird (laughs) balance that this game has um and i just just from there i've just forever loved playstation and crash bandicoot was one of my favorite games of all time growing up and i i've loved what they've done with the um, insane trilogy by Vicarious Vision, so that's why I was so happy that they got to make the Tony Hawk remaster one, and one plus two, and obviously Tony Hawk has such a big tie to the PlayStation history as well too. So, um, it, what a lineage this this company has, and you know, as a through and through as a Nintendo boy growing up, the PlayStation was always that that system that I went to to have those just more mature experiences, but also just those different experiences to play games that I wasn't. You know, that weren't maybe as bright and colorful as something you'd play a, as a on a platform or on Nintendo, but right. maybe playing something like True Crime or or like Mafia or things like that, that you just be like, oh my God, this is this is very cinematic. This is very different. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So let's get into this documentary. So as, as we said, this documentary is called The PlayStation Revolution. And I would say it spends a big chunk of its time focusing on the creation and inception of the PlayStation 1 and just kind of where the, the video game industry is at that, like kind of in the 80s and 90s. So it builds up a lot to kind of give, build that world of the, the industry that PlayStation is coming into. Um, Anthony, what was your overall impressions
0: with this documentary? So for me, I um I thought the documentary was so in-depth. It was it was about two and a half hours, I want to say two hours and forty minutes of just learning about how Sony became or how the PlayStation became to be. Uh, they dived into the history with Nintendo, they dived into the 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 concept of building the PlayStation, going into um tying in uh or Getting third-party publishers to help them build a library for PlayStation, so when it's released, uh, they had something to kind of uh, play when the game when the the system came out. They talked about everything, and then they went on PlayStation Two and Three and Four. This is the most in-depth uh, <laughs> documentary on a video game system I've ever watched, and I love watching. Um, Videos on old systems like, um, uh, what's the one? Uh, there's a gentleman gaming on history. YouTube, sorry, gaming historian, gaming historian, Game, gaming historian. I watch that guy pretty much every day, and he talks about all the, the little things that you didn't know about Nintendo and Sega and how they came out with the, you know, the 32X and the Sega CD and Nintendo's um paint and what, whatever. He just talks about the history of. Video games, and I love that stuff because it brings it is a nostalgia part of it from the 90s when I was growing up that I didn't know about, and I'm learning for the first time. So when they talked about all these things that Sony did during the 90s, I was like, man, I didn't know the PlayStation was in development in 1992. Shit, I was playing, (laughs) I was playing Sega in 92. I was playing, you know, Nintendo NES in 92. I was like, these little things just never put into my head that they that's how far back they've been planning the PlayStation yeah. to come out. And I was like, wow, wow. I didn't know Sony built a sound chip for the NES and that's why they started, you know, this like partnership, partnership with, right? With yeah. Nintendo, which to tell you the truth, I don't think a lot of people knew until like a, maybe what 2-3 years ago that they had this mm-hmm. planned system to come out that never yeah. that never came out. Um,
1: yeah. yeah, it's it's crazy. It's it's one of those. It's I think one of the biggest like what ifs in history. You know, of like what 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 would the Nintendo PlayStation have been? Where where would it be today? Um, but luckily, I think for both companies, it worked out in the best way because mm-hmm. yeah, they both have incredible systems happening would, right now. I
0: would say Nintendo awoken a sleeping dragon and creating created its competitor, not knowingly. Sure. For sure, I also, I also compare this movie to Ford versus Ferrari. Yes, um, in a sense. like it has like that Ford versus Ferrari idea that hey, you don't want to work, you don't want to want to work with me. Well, I'm going to be better and do your your role better, so, right? And they did; they they, they surpassed it because again, Ferrari is better than Ford. Just there, you go. Like, <laughs> Shay, how about you?
1: What's the what's your uh, impressions from this documentary uh, that we watched? Yeah, same as Anthony. I mean, uh, I I just like you guys, and I don't know you as well, Daniel. We
2: love watching. Uh, gaming history videos on YouTube, especially, right? And the quality on YouTube is getting better and better with a lot of these YouTubers now investing so much time and effort into it. So seeing a full-fledged, you know, two-hour, 45-minute doc, yes, at the beginning, that kind of shocked me. I was like, oh, my God. But then I was loving it so much. I'm like, oh, my God, keep going, keep going. Like, I'm, I'm down to learn so much more. And yes, I did know about the whole Sony and Nintendo thing, um, but I didn't know that much depth about the sound chip, for example, I didn't know that the PS two was difficult to develop on. I thought mm. it was the PS three that had the, because of the cell processor. I knew that one was a difficult one, but I thought PS two was, was cause it felt like a success off the bat. So I just assumed, Hey, they were, they were killing it again. I was a lot younger and I didn't realize, but no, this documentary was, was awesome. I, I loved that. They got all the right people. I mean, we even had Jim Ryan in there. Who's, you know, the current head of Sony, uh, PlayStation. Yeah. So seeing all those people kind of come together and talk about the beginning and, and Anthony, you described it perfectly by saying it's like Ford versus Ferrari because that was literally the vibe that I got about how Sony was like, okay, well, if you're not going to work with us, we're going to come at you and we're going to make something right. really good. And They revolutionized it. I mean, they, they pushed things forward where, you know, people were kind of stuck behind. Nintendo knows exactly what they're doing. They're making great games. Uh, within their own limitations, but it's not limiting their quality. And Sony just keeps kind of pushing the envelope forward. So I I love that, you know, they focus on that. I also love that they spoke about Sega and how that was starting when, you know, Sega Saturn was coming out. And it was was really cool. And I really learned a lot coming from it
1: that mm-hmm. mic drop moments i i always see that moments on every single like top 10 e3 moments you know after they announce the sega saturn and it's out today and people are just all confused like wait so if i go to I go to walmart this is going to be on the shelf right now and then sony just walks up to the stage and just says 299 like that is such a great moment and i love seeing that personality in sony in playstation and you know we saw that again at the launch of uh the playstation 4 and xbox one generation with um how this hey is sharing. how you share games you know yeah. and it's like Shuhei, hey sh- like it's just so good like just seeing mm-hmm. that seeing that personality there um yeah just like again just like you guys i really i really loved how in-depth this documentary w- went with just talking about playstation and i think it's really easy to see the video game industry you know it's surpasses films in terms of box office in terms of box office revenue and just money take being taken in and stuff but it's still a fairly young industry when Mm -hmm. you think about it you know this the playstation just this week they released this to uh to go with the 25th anniversary of the playstation releasing in north america and just when you think about that like that's 25 years is a is a a long time but you know we're we've all been around longer than the playstation has and Again, we're not. I'm not comparing us to look what the PlayStation's done and look what we have done. But it's just <laughs> it's just funny to see what what this console has achieved, and you know, in four generations now we're heading into the fifth. Um, when and they made that comparison, you know, like the were, were the future of cinematic storytelling is is video games. You know, the film industry is over a hundred years old, and not a lot has changed in how you tell stories in movies. Man. But on the gaming side, there's such an open there's just such a high limits to like, there's no, there's no ceiling yet. You could keep going. Um, And I love that this, this documentary really spoke about that and like really hammered home how important games like God of war was and grand theft auto was. And it just reinforces that mantra that Sony still has that games, 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 games are the most important thing. This, uh, these experiences are the most important things to our platforms And man, I I I love seeing Ted Price from Insomniac, like, and what you were saying, Shay, like, uh, seeing all the different figureheads that they had. There, Phil Harrison, who's the head of Stadia now. Um, You had a lot of former Nintendo people there too, and obviously Mark Cerny, who is a genius, but also just he's just such a genius. (laughs) Uh, But it's just so I just love hearing him talk because you could just tell he's so passionate about what he's what he's talking about, but he's so nerdy as well. He Um, literally seems
2: like. You know that that person in the room that he might not crack a joke, but he's gonna say something that's gonna absolutely blow your mind. Like I think back to oh, Mark when, when they were doing that deep dive into the you know the technology of the PS5. And granted, it all went over my head, but I was like, yeah, this guy's passionate about it. Like let him yeah. <laughs> let him spearhead this thing for sure.
0: For sure, I think that's where uh, Sony really changed their their how they developed their consoles. Because one thing I took away was how important publishers were um, to Sony, especially when Sony um, just started and they didn't have that library. So they had to really connect with um, their publishers to build uh, a library. And they also connected with their publishers to help them build this system to make these amazing games. And then we all know the PlayStation Three was probably one of the hardest um, hardwares to publish for, and a lot of a lot of um, publishers had trouble designing games. And eventually, it took off and it became this amazing system. But you notice in the PlayStation Four, their sole purpose was to make sure that whatever wherever this dev kit goes to, we're able to um, get third party uh people or companies to make games for our system and that's i thought that was super important because a lot of the other companies like nintendo really supported nintendo developers and not those third-party uh gamer uh, third-party publishers as well as sega so sony really is like at the forefront a people's console because it's it's doing everything possible to make this console available for everyone for sure
1: very well said um I, I yeah i just i just look at it and i i just think about um you know the legacy of this of these machines and you know i just feel like even going forward we're looking at the playstation 5 coming out later this year um what a what a lineage of games that the playstation brand has seen Um, I'm just curious with you guys uh, you know this is a longer documentary and I think um, there were some parts of it for myself personally that I'm like it it felt a little it almost felt like there were moments where it was going to be split into like multiple episodes because it would Mm -hmm. have longer moments of like montages Um, and because it did spend a lot of time establishing the birth of the first PlayStation I think when it came to PS3 and PS4 those moments did come and go a little bit quickly Yes. Um, but what did you guys feel about that?
2: Yeah, I know, exactly the same way. I thought I you know when we got to the almost hour and a half mark, I was like, wow, we're spending a lot of time just on the PS1. I really hope we get to kind of see everything else. Then when we got to the PS2 and we got to the PS3 and 4 it just kind of went by and I was really curious because, you know, the PS3 was where was where Sony really struggled. I mean, they had that ridiculous price, they had the difficult console to make. And I'm sure there was probably a lot more, I guess, behind-the-scenes info that we could have gotten, and and I would have loved to know more about the PS4 because the PS4 was their biggest shift and, you know, kind of going back to the basics of, let's mm-hmm. work with developers, let's let's figure out what makes games the best, and Sony does make the best games they they support the best games they're they take care of their customers with their exclusives and and everything that they kind of pour into it so i wish there was kind of a bit more on that because it really felt like we really want to s- establish the playstation one and how it came to birth and then kind of just rush to the other one so yes i do yeah. wish it was maybe longer or split up in a different episode so we got the the meat and potatoes of all the other ones too
0: yeah, I agree with that. I thought like the first, you know, hour and a half, which was really focused on um, the PlayStation 1 was so well done. And I think they, when they talked about the PlayStation 2 and 3 and 4, you expected that same amount of information and knowledge when it came to those devices. But they really condensed it into like 30-minute segments and, uh, which wasn't bad, but I just I love learning about how things are made and how uh, with the history of these these consoles. And there must be more than what we got for the PlayStation Two, and and more for the definitely for the PlayStation Three. Like they didn't even talk about how Sony lost money every single time they made a PlayStation Three. Like they were literally yeah. losing money. They're making the system at a loss, and that's a that's that's just that's. Thirty minutes right there talking about it, um, yeah. But um, yeah, I I I I love the first part. I just felt that the the intros to the other systems, and I wasn't even expecting that. I thought this was going to just be a Sony PlayStation um movie, like just focusing on yeah. PlayStation One. Um, Same here when it started to go into two and three and four, I'm like, Oh, wait, wait, wait a minute. No, 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 no. I want you guys to spend more time on these. So I, I thought this, this could be like a series. This, this is, would be a great TV series or Netflix series or streaming series. Um, yeah. Cause there's so much information there and people want to learn about it because the way they edited this doc was really well done. Yes.
1: Oh, it, it, there's, there's a, there's a lot of love here. You could tell yeah. that, Um, you could tell that there's a lot of love and a lot of hard work put into this by Anthony and Nicola Caulfields Um, that you know they've done other bedrooms to billion series as well too. Mm -hmm. Um, but man, like the production value of this is really high, and and as much as we said that we love you know watching like gaming historian and other things like that on YouTube, there's a difference when like this is a funded documentary from Indiegogo and Kickstarter. Like there is a lot of money Mm -hmm. going into a documentary like this, and it shows with who they got the interviews that uh that were put into this. You know you have Hideo Kojima, you have like really big figures. in the industry, talking about this, and it's and it's great to see. It was really, and I just love how they're shot as well too. Like visually, it's a really well shot, um, documentary. Yeah, right. The
0: archive footage that was pulled in. Um, oh, of course. And just the way they pieced it together was so well done. And you, yeah. it's a movie where you're not. Oh, this is boring. I don't care. It's so well paced, even for a long. It's a, like I said, it's a long documentary, but you don't feel it if if you were watching this you'd be so interested in what was happening because it just exactly. brings you back to that time especially if you were a big fan of PlayStation
1: yeah and and yeah. i really appreciated that uh it didn't uh dub the uh japanese um uh, interviews you know like yes. they were just subtitled you know like it almost you you, la- you want to hear the inflection of people's voices you want to hear their genuine emotion and reaction when talking and there were longer moments where it was just full on Japanese with the subtitles but I, I like that because you want to mm-hmm. hear from the people you don't want to hear somebody's interpretation of what they're saying yeah. right one of the best parts no, no, no,
0: no, one of the best parts was the reaction to um, Ridge Racer so there was this Japanese guy, and he's ta- I forgot his name. He was talking about how you know the- Namco was mil- building Ridge Racer, and you know they were making this like a, a, a launch title, and they showed all the people at Namco like what this PlayStation looks like and how this game's going to look like, and they were all shocked, and they made this like they make this you know the Japanese they go, "Oh oh oh no!" And, then, <laughs> and they, they just get so excited, and they're like, no." And they they have that one word that represents like five hundred words, and it's it's just his his face was so like this this can't be real at this in this time period that we're in. This is what games are going to look like in the future. Oh but yeah! Right now, it was just so innocent and so spontaneous. His reaction to how a three D game is going to look. And what the future is just probably like how I looked at it was like, man, this guy must see the future of what video games is going to look like.
1: Go ahead. I think Mark Cerny sees the future.
2: (laughs) I think he does, too. No, I was just (laughs) going to say that, like, just like what you brought up there, like they got some of the best people to be in this documentary too, like people that really were there. Sometimes you watch, you know you know, privately funded or, you know, Indiegogo based documentaries, and they'll get the friend of the friend to talk about it. Like, right. yeah, man, uh, right. Steve Jobs was great. I once bumped into him in the lineup and he told me about the iPhone, but no, they had the people in this. And I think that's what made it so engaging. And I loved the transitions, you know, when you'd go from different console series and the music I thought was also really cool. It was like this techno based, but it had like a nice nineties vibe to it. And I think the music right. was original as well. So that was really cool. in my
1: opinion yeah with that that title sequence at the beginning like this is Mm -hmm. i think this this doc at the end they just does such an amazing job at transporting you back to each generation of video games and making you feel the way you did when each of these systems were coming out right so guys what is our review what is our recommendation for our listeners here at the movie podcast shay we will begin with you
2: For sure. So if anyone's wondering, by the way, this documentary is available digitally. Um, I know it's on iTunes. Uh, Daniel, you might know also where it's available. I think through their website, you can also purchase it also. Um, Yeah. iTunes,
1: Amazon, Vimeo, DVD, Blu-ray, and pretty much it's on every uh, digital video on demand uh, service for you to watch and purchase from. Perfect. So I, I would definitely say if you're interested in video games
2: and you're interested in how everything kind of got started and whether you're an xbox fanboy or you're a nintendo fanboy whatever you are if you love video games this is a great documentary because you want to know how a lot of your favorite video games kind of started so i'd I'd say it's a watch it
1: anthony how about you
0: yeah it's a it's a watch it um i don't even think if you're into games i think if you just want to know how if you hate games, <laughs> what? Even if you hate games, no, just I like, I, I can see my parents watching this, you know, like this is yes. because it's just, it's so rich in history. I, there are parts where it's very technical, but I think learning about Sony's um, business model and how they, not model, I meant model, <laughs> and how they, um, and model, uh, <laughs> and how they just became like this. Powerhouse and how they grew into being the biggest video game uh developer. Is it developer or does or I, I just think
1: just like heart like player right player. now, right? A hundred a hundred million plus PlayStation 4s right now in the world.
0: Yeah, and Unreal. Just, it's it's crazy. It is like the you know, it's it's very similar to the Steve Jobs story where you know they started from nothing and they became something. Um but yeah, like Go watch it, you'll enjoy it. You know, eat some popcorn, place so have a PlayStation controller in your hand. Um, you're gonna, again, nostalgia is gonna be a big part of it. So you're gonna remember things that you didn't know about, and you're gonna learn quite a bit of stuff about Sony and Nintendo and Sega.
1: I'm, you know, I'll round out the three of us. It's it's an easy watch it for me. Uh, wherever you are, check it out on your uh, platform of choice, iTunes um Amazon, what have you um if you love video games, you're gonna get a lot from this even if you don't know about video games, this is a great entryway to really dive into that world and figure out and learn about uh this industry that's one of the biggest industries in the world in technology mm-hmm. at the it's at the forefront and this is where we spend so much of our time in these virtual worlds into the into these gaming worlds and I love that this documentary really showed why video games matter, why mm-hmm. games matter. Like this is, it was an awesome look at that, and I think it's an easy watch it for me. We're at the dawn of new consoles, so while everyone is kind of me rushing out to
2: buy a new PlayStation or buy a new Xbox, um, this is a great time to kind of release this documentary. I think.
1: One hundred percent, and to commem- uh, commemorate the twenty fifth year of PlayStation being in North America, it's uh, it's amazing. That, that was another funny thing. Just you know, like back in the day too, it was always like, oh, it's out in Japan now, but it's only coming here next year. Uh-huh. So, like it's like we don't we don't have that anymore now, right? No. We don't have that. Yeah. Oh, like oh, this game is out in Japan, but it's only coming here a year later. Like that's crazy. Like we never, we don't have that anymore. There is no like a parody between uh, or as big for release dates anymore but um man this 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 documentary was definitely a trip so definitely recommend it if you like what we're doing here at the movie podcast there's a couple things you could do you can make sure that you're subscribed on apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to us and give us a five-star review if you want to follow us on socials check out the movie podcast or at the movie podcast on twitter on instagram follow us there engage with the show we want to have an amazing community of movie watchers so definitely be sure to follow us there we have brand new episodes of the movie podcast every single monday across all your favorite podcast platforms so look for us wherever you're listening we will be on that podcast service thank you so much for listening to this review and make sure you tune in on monday for a brand new episode of the movie podcast